Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the Real Bill Universe. The Full Sport Press Podcast proudly brings to you the wrestling podcast live, sadly, from Wyatt Compound. It is 808s and chest shots. I am your host, Jeff, joined as always by Miss Wakanda Lisa Rice and Nick. You guys say what's up to the people? Hey, y'all. Hello, everyone. Uh, that's right. He does that whole pause thing where yeah, it is yeah. a wonderful day today, isn't it? Yeah. All right, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as we always say, you can follow the show 808s and chair shots on the Instagram and the Facebook. Twitter is 808s chair shots. No, and because there is a character limit on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, X uh, handle names. And yeah, uh, we would give our own personal. Uh, uh, social media handles, but we want y'all to follow the show. Interact with the show. That's where the fun is. <laughs> That's where the fun is these days. Um, last our last show we left we we talked about the passing of a legend, um, Terry Funk, um, that happened right as we were recording our last episode. But um, during that time frame, we also lost another. Um, I'll say it, legend. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, we lost uh, Bray Wyatt. Um. Uh, uh, Wyndham Rotunda and his, his actual name. Um, 36 years old, am I correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of details have come out about his passing. Uh, I'm not going to go into all of that. I just, I just, you know, I hate that we had to deal with that. Um, I get started with you, um, Miss Andrea. Um, what was your reaction when you heard about Bray? I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. Like, I was just sitting. It was, I think it was that morning or that afternoon. I can't even remember. But one of my friends just sent me a, a Twitter link. Yeah. Just randomly through text messages. I'm like, he don't, like, they don't usually do this. Like, what is this? And then I open it up and it's Triple H's tweet. And I'm like, like I, I, don't, I don't even know. I couldn't, I, I couldn't find the words because it didn't really feel, it didn't really feel real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like even right now, I'm still like, it still doesn't feel real, you know? Because he was so young, he was like 36. We didn't really have him that long. We were still waiting for him to come back. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm still honestly, I'm still kind of processing it. Neat. Honestly, I was at work mm-hmm. when it happened. I just looked up and I just saw, you know, how you got the. On X, they got this for you thing now. Yeah. Which is a gift and a curse. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just saw Triple H's tweet and I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like, hold up. And they were talking yeah. about he was getting better. It was so many things going, going out and about, about him. And it was a shock. You know. And I pray for the kids, man. That's kids, JoJo, yeah. all, all their books. Yeah, JoJo, all that. Family, everything. So that was tough. Yeah, yeah. Like for myself, um, so I, I try not to when wrestlers step away, um, from from the in ring stuff. When it's personal stuff like health or anything like that, I try not to keep up with. It. Now, if it's an injury or something, of course you you want to know when they're coming back because you you know you want to see them back you know in the ring or whatever. But like when I heard about Bray when he stepped away this time being a health thing, I was like, ah, okay, I I don't want to follow that because I just want to, you know, I just wanted just to be, you know, I I don't know, I'm just weird like that. I just wanted to come back and everything's gonna be cool. So I had no clue um, how dire his situation was, and then you know apparently he had gotten better, and but then it was a certain things he had to do, uh, the defibrillator, all that stuff, man. Um, and then when you get the message, it just throws you out because he's 36. He's younger than me, right? And um, that alone just <laughs> that has you. I, I just turned 39 in August, so that alone like has you just just thinking about mortality, right? When you hear about someone, not I never met Bray Wyatt, but like someone that you watched for years. He's one of my favorites. So someone you watched for years, um, pass away like that. It just yeah, man, it's rough. Um. Definitely sending prayers and uh, well wishes um, and just peace to his family, his kids, his wife. Um, yeah, man, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. So one of my favorites, like I mentioned. So 
but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep going with the show. But we wanted to start with that. I know with the way the world moves right now, this was last, you know, some people may say, Oh, they're still talking about this, but man, we wanted to pay our respects, right? To someone we all enjoy uh entertain got entertainment from. So all right. Now, with that being said, that that was a part of that tragedy was a part of a wild seven to ten days of wrestling. Um starting with We'll start with we'll start with WWE. How about that? With payback. Um this we won't do worst matches because I think it was you guys told me and I and I agree now, taking a look at it. It was a very, very solid card. Um, so with that being said, um, we'll start with you, Nick. What was your favorite match of the evening? My favorite match was um Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah. Street fight. They out here in Put through the what is it called? The little part, whatever they getting put through the um little protective fence thing. Real Ripley tackling people, yeah, sparing people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the hockey help the whole hockey thing. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> that was dope. Yeah, I mean, you had a nice ride with that match, and you know, yeah. I got to put Kevin Owens down as one of the people that are die for this shit because he literally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. yeah, he dies about this wrestling shit. It means yeah. something to him, in other yeah, words. It's still real to him, damn it. Still real to, <laughs> still real to me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that was my best match, man. I, I, it was enjoyable. I can, you know, hey, yeah, that was my match. Gotcha. All right, Andrea. All right, I'm gonna have to go with the main event. Seth Rollins Ooh. versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Ooh. Shinsuke pulled out all the stops, I feel like. Yeah. I just... It's one of those things where he he has that name, the King of Strong Style, and he, he proved it again that night. I just <laughs> kind of... Like, y'all know I love a stiff wrestler, and he was, he was yeah. really bringing it. Like, it it looked like a real fight to me, and I love that. Um... I am a little bit disappointed that Shinsuke didn't win, but I'm mm. also glad that they're gonna keep the um they're gonna keep the feud going. I am I am very I'm excited about that because I feel like it's it's past time for Shinsuke to get a title. It's past time for him to really show off. Like yeah, I'm I'm glad he's getting his moment. I before we move on though, okay, I I I got a question about something. Talk to me. Um, because we talked about this the first time it happened. But how do y'all feel about these sponsored matches? Yeah. Like the cinnamon toast crunch for the um <laughs> United States title match. How did how did y'all feel about that? Uh Nick, you want me to go with this or you, you got it? I have no thoughts on that because we're sponsoring the match soon. So therefore, I'm leaving. Yeah. That <laughs> That's true. That's true. true. We gotta talk true. about that. Okay. Talk about that. <laughs> All right. Like you just said, I said, damn, I'm like, you doing this now? I'm sorry, my bad. I I wasn't thinking. I was not thinking. <laughs> damn. Well, hold on. No, okay. Both of you all are right though. Well, Andrew just asked a question, but Nick, you're right. But here's a here's a counterpoint to that. When it when it fits, right? Oh, like okay. Us sponsoring a we are a wrestling podcast, so a wrestling podcast sponsoring a wrestling match fits. Yes. Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsoring a U.S. title match. I don't like seeing it spread all around the place like that. Like I didn't like that. It just looked cheesy to me. That's something I don't think I don't know if they're gonna be able to keep that up. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about Bray, but his I think it was his last match with LA Knight, that uh Mountain Dew thing. Like it, it's a lot, it's man. Back. Yeah, it's a lot. And I, I feel like to me, that is something that they it's nothing wrong with Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsoring the match or sponsoring the pay-per-view. But it's just having cinnamon toast crunch all around the damn ring the whole time. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Oh, okay. It takes away from it to me. That's all. Like you just rather them do a short intro and then that's a wrap. Oh, just say 
up next, sponsored we have by Cinnamon United Toast States, Crunch. Boom. Our United States Championships match sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Boom, and you got, and you got it covered okay. right there. That's all you need. You don't need the Quick Cinnamon Toast Crunch gotcha. logo on the thing. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm yeah. at with it. But they all probably right. asked for that too. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. That was part of, <laughs> that was part of the pitch. That was part of the pitch. You 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 give us this amount of money, and you get this on your you know yeah. So it was definitely part of the pitch. I get it. You know what they could do? They could put a banner on the announce table and then have somebody go through the announce table in the match. And then that way you get your product placement, you get your big spot. What we do, it don't look it doesn't look as bad, but you know, I don't know. I like I'm, no, I'm I like just that. talking. I like I like that because I like that idea. That spot would get or that move would get um replay over and over again mm-hmm. and you'll see the cinnamon toast crunch or the 808s and chair shots podcast uh logo every time <laughs> it is so yeah no i dig it all right genius yeah see look at that all right so my favorite match is a car i uh, the tag team match tag team match as well um it's full full disclosure. We talked about this in pre-production. I was having one of my fantasy football drafts during the pay-per-view. <laughs> so I did miss some of the stuff. Um, but the most memorable uh stuff from the from the pay-per-view was the tag team championship match to me. Um, I like the fact that uh the Judgment Day uh won that because I think post bloodline, Sammy and Kevin don't need those belts anymore. And I'm pretty sure Kevin may be still injured a little bit. And, you know, him not having that type of demand on him right now would be great. And, yeah, so I'm with it. I'm with it. So, all right, we got the WWE covered. Let's move on to uh, All Elite Wrestling. Um, they had a one. They had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful start to the week of the 7- to 10-day push. Um, they sold, what, over 80,000 seats at Wembley Stadium. Um, had a great show. Uh, great show. Um, uh, MJF and Adam Cole are your new tag team champions. That uh, It was great. Uh, oh, but before that first match, uh, <laughs> there was some chaos. Uh, but we'll hold off on that. You guys want to give some praise and some props to AEW before we move on to what we really had to talk about? It was a great show. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show, whatever. Let's go. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, so uh, uh, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I don't think he's called Jungle Boy anymore. Um, he's Jack Perry now. He's just Jack Perry. Thank you. I, I hated the name Jungle Boy. Um, so Jack Perry and CM Punk had an altercation. Depending on what uh, what article you read or read, um, Jungle Boy, I mean, Jack Perry started it. Um, it all started because CM Punk didn't want to use real glass in a spot on a match. Whoop de doo, good, good for him. Yeah. Um, so, um, he didn't want to use uh, real glass in a match. Um, CM Punk has had issues with uh, members backstage before, uh, so this particular issue happens. It's like, oh, here we go again, right? So we won't we won't bore you all with all the details and all the articles and da 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 on what happened. All right, oh, on that day, um, we'll just say here, we'll start off with, uh, well, we'll say this: CM Punk was later on fired by Tony Khan, right? Um, for the incident that happened, Tony Khan also said he feared for his life. <laughs> That's hilarious on so many levels. Um, so let's get it. Did AEW did Tony Khan do the right thing? Nick. Oh, you want to start with me first? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. The question is, did Tony Khan do the right thing? Correct? That is correct, sir. My answer is yes, he did the right damn thing. About time you grow some balls and do something about this. (laughs) Like, I am tired. Like, look, when he first came back, I said on this show, that I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, a year later from when you first started some shit, you get fired. So that tells me there was a lot more stuff going on that we didn't know of that popped off in between that and then you have the whole Jack Perry thing. So far as I'm concerned, I think Tony Khan did the right thing. He finally stepped up. 
but also he's a little bit responsible because he could have easily tried to soothe things over with him and the elite. And that could have been squashed. But also you got the elite, you got to blame too. I mean, the young bus in particular, because they can easily met with him. They said, no, Kenny Omega was down to do it. But mm-hmm. it's one of them things that I can say Tony Khan has a part in this. The elite have a part in this. But the rest of it is on CM Punk. So that's all I got to say. Okay. Ms. Andrew? I agree. I personally feel like it's past time. Because how much are... Because like Nick was just saying, like there's nobody in this in this whole situation who got clean hands. First and foremost. Yeah. Like as far as Tony Khan goes... Like Nick said, about damn time, because how you already got a show that is centered around this one wrestler's creative control. He done already got into it with the elite. There's another story that's done came out. I'm not sure how true it is or if all the facts are straight, but there's already already a story that's done come out about how he had issues with William Regal, of all people. Like how far... How how much are you going to do to pander to this one person's will to his whims? Like how are how are you going to run a successful business when you just pandering to this one person? And it's not like I mean I understand Punk wanting to have creative control and all that, and I absolutely do. I but I was behind him a hundred percent when if, when it came out that he didn't want to use real glass. I totally agree. But at what point? At what point do you check your ego, you know? And I think maybe, I think that's a big issue for punk number one. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say, like, wrestling is probably, maybe wrestling, boxing, the UFC, all these combat sports. I think these are the only industries where you could maybe fight somebody <laughs> and and still be, and still be hireable some kind of way. Like you, you, you go to an interview and they ask you, oh, well, why did you leave your last job? Oh, I beat up my boss. <laughs> and you can still, you can still get a job somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only, the only industry where you can do that. So like I said before, Tony Khan has, I feel like he should have reeled this in a while ago. Mm-hmm. But I mean, better late than never. Okay. All righty. My turn. Oh, Lord. All right. So (laughs) here's the thing. Surprisingly, I do mostly agree with both of you. Okay. Um, But here's my thing, though. He create with firing of CM Punk. I know he mentioned uh, reaching out to a delegation of people and legal counsel, da, 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 da. He created a precedent here by doing that. And I understand the whole I fear for my safety and my life and all those things. That's legal jargon to help cover your, your backside. He's not fooling me with that. But my my full-blown thought about this, though, is you can't cut this part of the problem out, right? If you're going to cut the cancer, you got to cut all the cancer, Right. Uh, Andrew, you mentioned placating to one individual. What about that other the, the other individual that he's placating to as far as the elite? He's picked their side twice in this. Picked their side with Cody. Now Cody's headlining WrestleMania and you know what I mean? <laughs> Having book show, I mean, DVD documentaries and all these things. He's the, one of the biggest stars in wrestling, you know, doing Terry Funk tributes. And he was he was the guy that helped start this company. But because you took the side of your executive vice presidents, your EVPs, he's gone. Right. Then your next biggest star comes in and has a problem with your executive VPs. And, you know, whatever you feel about the media scrum or whatever, whatever. You lose him and then, you know, you bring him back after suspension and after the suspension, the people who and injury. 
Oh, and injury. Okay. After suspension and injury, um, he comes back a second or oh, second or third time. I forget how many times it's been now, but he comes back again and he gets a show. You know why he gets a show? Because the people who help you with your company, who helps televise your company, sees that this person is the reason we should be watching this show. And we can't not have him. We need to have, well, if you if you if he has a problem, we need to give him, we need to, we need to do a brand split. And they do a, a, a impromptu brand split, and the the funny thing about that brand split is, I understand we we all agree that you know you can't be going around punching on people, hitting on people, whatever's happening. But there are people in AEW who are on his side. Like let's not act like that's not true. You know what I mean? Like they're the, the FTR, um, um, Charlotte Charlotte Flair's husband. I'm sorry, I can't think of Andrade. Uh, just off the top of my head, different people because his show was giving them a shot that they weren't getting on Dynamite, right? Um, should he have fired him? Yes, he cannot stop with Punk though, because if if Jack Perry can just come through the through the curtain and and throw a shoulder block on me and I can't defend myself, that doesn't look right. Truth be like, let's just be honest, right? That doesn't look right. So they need to have a come to whatever their higher power they believe in meeting as a company and discuss what it is they're going to do going forward. Because I'm not a big numbers guy. Well, I'm a, I am a numbers guy. Let me say that. I am a, I'm a huge numbers guy. But I understand it because I am a numbers guy. Numbers can be uh, flipped how you want them to look. But for Tony Khan to come out and at the start of Collision and it's 400 over 500,000 people watching, and then after you announced that CM Punk is fired and will not be there, 89,000 tune away, and within the first quarter of your show, the first 30 minutes of your show, you're down to only 200,000 viewers. That speaks volumes to what happened. Like, say what you want. The money is the... That show was started was given money by TNT because of this one gentleman. So they're going to have to have a real conversation with how they want to move forward because if you can't... You already lost Cody. And now you you losing you fire punk. I don't know, man. <laughs> like I, I don't know. You gotta do some. Andrew brought up business. You gotta think about business in the standpoint too. And with that being said, this is a two part question. Where does AEW go from here, Andrew? We can start with you. Well, I know I, I mean, said a lot. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. Where do they go from here? Because my first thought is, is like, number one, I do feel like you're correct with you. You do need to you need if they're going to stick around, you do need to check your EVPs and you do need to check Jack Perry. Now, with that being said. The fact that your only draw is one wrestler, I feel like they need to start, I guess, building up new stars. Mm-hmm. Like that's really, I mean, to me, honestly, outside of that house cleaning behind the scenes that we we really don't know, we really don't know what all goes on in the boardroom with them and all. I mean, we could mm-hmm. we could take a wild guess, but outside of that, like to me, they just got to keep moving and keep chugging, like make. Oh, I don't want to put it that way, but you don't want. How can I put this? Is any is there any WWE show that you can pinpoint and say this is the Roman Reigns show? Like Roman Reigns is the only person on this program that I care about. I don't think AEW should let I don't think AEW should fall into that with CM Punk. Like Mm -hmm. I get it. He's a big draw. People love him. They lost all those viewers when they found out he was going to be fired. But there's, I don't know. I don't think there should be like a CM Punk show. It should like AEW should be AEW. Like it's, it's a wrestling show, not the CM Punk show. I like that. I agree with that. But do you think the reason why they had to do it that way is because of the elite, his issues with the elite and they can't be around each other. Cause like you should have never got that far. True, because you mentioned it though, like they were supposed to have a meeting before the last before a uh, Wembley, and I believe the Bucks said, "Nah, we're good." <laughs> like, like that's that's goes back to Nick's point of leadership. Like, leadership should say, "No, no, 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 we need to have right. this meeting." Yeah, my bad, uh, Nick. No. Where, where where does AEW go from here? Is that something else you had to say, Andrew? It slipped my mind. 
<laughs> just that quick. Damn. Okay. That was quick. Um, one, I think they need to meet with the elite. They need to have a talk. Yeah. That's your first thing. You need to talk to them. You need to tell them you're the EVPs. Act like fucking EVPs. It's simple. You can't have another situation like this. Um, number two, talk to Jack Perry. I think you suspend him for a couple of months and move on. I think he was going on vacation in Hawaii. That's why he wanted to end the match the way he wanted to end it. So he's going to be off anyway, but he's going to be off even longer now. So, yeah, let him sit for a while, then bring him back. Now, as for AEW Collision, they going to have some Saturday nights. But they got to go against what uh, what UFC and WWE and you got college football being back. So they got to figure out what they're going to do to get that demographic back with CM Punk leaving. And if I'm going to be quite honest, there's Ricky Starks that's right there. There's Brian Danielson right there, John Moxley right there. I think there's some guys that could probably build a show around Jay White if they got him signed to a contract properly. I don't know. There's some guys there that they could probably build around and they can probably build Collision back up. But as far as I'm concerned, they need to think of another plan because when college football get cranking and all these other sports start cranking up too, and then you're going to have to worry about NBA at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, going to have to have a solid plan. So, I think that's their next move. Okay, so don't sorry, Hold on. I, I have a question real quick, and it, this might this might go into what you were getting ready to say. So, if 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 that's the case, I'm sorry. No problem. Um, didn't CM Punk wasn't he fired as champion? Yep, got to find a new champion too. <laughs> yeah, so I, that's my. That's what I'm thinking about. What's gonna happen with that tournament? I think I think the cool thing about that, well, tournament makes sense, but and I think the cool thing about that is you can pretty much just act like that doesn't exist. And here's why I can say that because he was suspended, injured with the belt, right? And that's the belt that he had, right? So what you can do is because they technically never really went into the whole brand split and made it a thing. You could just act like that's just that's just over with. That's what I would do because they don't need mm. any other belts. Because to kind of answer the original question, using this as a catapult, um, I feel like now they have to find a way to merge all like they have to bring the elite to win to Saturdays. MJF has to be on Saturdays. Uh, you know, stuff like Moxley, you know, Brian Davis, all those people have to be on Saturdays as well, because now your your drawing, your major draw, pardon me, for Saturday isn't there, right? It's gone. So and then also what I would do is because they did present Saturday show looks different than dynamite uh, collision looks different than dynamite um i would continue doing that and i would also call me crazy but i would just bag a brinks truck up to mercedes monet and just see Ooh. what i got we see what i gotta do yeah. what what do i have to do at this point i would just bag a brinks truck up to her and edge because i don't know what edge got going on but his contract is up that whole sh- thing is going on like you you I'm not saying you panic, but you have to be able to pivot in business. You have to be able to pivot. And this is a pivotal moment for them because it, I don't think TNT is going to continue funding something that's getting 200 to 100,000 viewers a week. That's just not worth it. I know they haven't gone. They don't go live a lot. Like now they, the first couple of shows is live. This show is live. But unless they have a pay-per-view or something a week of, they don't really do live anymore, which is smart. Um, because of cost, but I would really think about that. If I'm AEW, I would really think about whatever I got to do to get Mercedes Monet there and boost that women's division up. Because now I have the time. Like I have, I have the time. I got what freaking five hours of 
prime real estate of TV to boost my women's division up, which I've neglected for you know, this entire time. Now it's time to focus on that to give something different because if not, they're going to fall into the lull and this, this could be bad for them. You guys agree? Think I'm think I'm tripping? What do you think? I mean, I I I mostly agree. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe it's because my perception or my perspective of Edge is always as like a WWE guy. Yeah. So I don't know about that. I feel like. Mm, if anybody should be able to walk through the forbidden door, I feel like it's him. Okay. And I'm I I agree with everything else, but Edge I'm kind of iffy on. Like, do I want to? Like, I do want to see him and Christian back together mm-hmm. for for like some period of time before he officially retires. But at the same time, I'm like, do I really want Edge in AEW? Like, what could he do there that really that really that he really hasn't done before that would be worth it? But you. I'm with you on Mercedes Monet, though. Yeah, got to do it. You yeah. have to do it. Okay, now let's address the elephant in the room. Where does CM Punk go from here? Retire. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even think about it. He, he ain't no need to retire, bro. Really? Retire? Yep. Humor me. Do, do you Why? think... Why we go back to um, WWE? Why? Now, I know WWE would probably entertain it, but at the same time, knowing how he feels about Triple H, it goes back to what Andrea talked about with, um, with um, William Regal. He said he was a flunky with Triple H. That's mm-hmm. the reason why he didn't like him. So why would he go back that way with Triple H? And if I'm Triple H, why would I want him back? Hmm. I mean, Cody be, came back. Cody came back. I mean, but I think but him Cody and Cody probably. Hmm? Cody probably. I mean, Cody probably. They talked it out. Yeah, he's a reasonable person. Right, and I was gonna say Cody ain't never really outside of smashing that throne on AEW. I don't think Cody ever did nothing that egregious. You know. True. Right. He ain't gonna go. He takes it as part of business and trying to build another company up. That's right. what he probably saw it as. And he probably explained it to Triple like that as well. And they probably cool now. Ain't no beef. Now with CM, it's different. Y'all know Bret Hart punched Vince McMahon, right? We know that. (laughs) He spit on him too. And he spit on him. We know that. And and he came back, right? After like what? It it took some years though. It did. And and also Goldberg ended his career, but it took some years. Yeah, and then yeah, Vince yeah. also kind of got his get back though with how he was booked when he came back. True. So I mean, CM Punk don't seem like the type to eat crow. Not at all. Not know. at all. So I that's why I feel like either he needs just go off and retire, or mm-hmm. he gonna have to eat crow to go back to the WWE. Okay, but you Go know ahead. what? He was, I think it was Raw or some pay per view. He was backstage at one WWE pay per view event Raw. earlier this year. Yeah, it was Raw, it was Raw. Yeah, it was a Raw. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, anything is possible. Y'all know I love chaos, so I would, <laughs> I would entertain it if he came back. But at the uh-huh. same time, it really don't seem like a good idea for him to go back to WWE. Okay, I like chaos too, but I know damn well some chaos ain't worth it. Yeah, that yeah. Okay, so that that's that's your. So would you say where does he go from here? You're saying just not the WWE. You you agree with Nikki? Should retire as well. He should do something. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. TNA can't afford him if we being for real. Heck no. Heck he no. has he been to Japan yet? I don't think so. Mm, has he? No. No. He, he's he, on. Yeah. No. He's not on Japan. He hasn't been to Japan. He can maybe go do some some have some dream matches in Japan. I don't know. But nah, WWE don't. Nah, Kenta gonna mess him up, bro. <laughs> yeah. So. 
Yeah. I don't know. That that might be his best bet, though. Yeah, that might know? be his best bet, but Kenta won't blood at the in his move. Yeah, I heard about that. That's rough. <laughs> so, all right. So, he's he's on the TV show Heels on Stars. If you don't watch that, you got to check that out. It's pretty dope. Um, he has he has a recurring role on there. His wife uh, AJ Lee was on there as well. Um, she she's a spot. She didn't have a she doesn't have a recurring role yet, but she was a guest on there. So he's doing well on there, right? That's a small show though. I don't know if he's doing great numbers or not. Um, here's the thing. Sorry, I tried to hit the mute button. My bad. I'm just kicking my tail right now. But um, Survivor Series is in November. <laughs> Yes. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You mean just just let that set in. Survivor Series is in November. Survivor Series is in Chicago. Even if he had a 60-day non-compete when he gets fired, the 60 days is up by Survivor Series, right? Heck, it's 90. Yeah, almost 90 days. Yeah, 60 days is up in Chicago. For 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 nothing more. Than just the the crowd reaction, I think he he gets brought back for that, for nothing more than the crowd reaction in WWE for that one night, right? You have him along on a short leash because here's what I say about CM Punk. Um, I do believe the WWE, I almost said WWF, the WWE uh, structure is what he needs. He needs that that clear line of command, Triple H to Vince to stay, all those people. Um, he needs that because apparently in in AEW land where it's just a free for all and everybody's happy go lucky, that doesn't work for him, right? And it shows because he does because you to me all his all his skirmishes and problems were because of chaos. I know we we joke about chaos being around, but it's like nobody should be able to just walk up on you like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be an well, that's issue. That's very but, true. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, nobody should be able to just walk up on you like that and, and just speak. Fr- I understand speaking freely is a thing, but just speaking freely to the point where you know you're 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 poking me. You're poking a bear, for, for instance. So I think the WWE locker room, the structure that they have as far as just that, that clear line of demarcation where you do not cross and that clear line of succession that you have of who's in charge, from this person to that person to that person to that, and the, and the executive vice presidents aren't actual still wrestling, that helps. Um, so to me, if it's possible, as a fan, of course, I'm a fan first, I would love to see him come back in Chicago and at, at Survivor Series. I would love to see him and Seth Rollins worked out whatever issues they have and have a great match. He and... Him and uh Roman have a great match. Him and oh my god, him and Cody have a match. Um, working with young guys like uh him and LA Knight, CM Punk and LA Knight cutting promos on each other. Come on, man, like that would be amazing! Amazing. So, I get it, he has a very dark cloud around him <laughs> from, from this issue, and a lot of stories are going to come out now because people are going to they're going to run the, almost like a smear campaign. That's just this is what happens in business if you leave a company, a high profile company like that, especially if it's a bad way. All that stuff is going to come out, whether it be right or wrong, just because they have to do it to protect their name, right? So, um, as a fan, I hope he goes back to WWE. Um, as a person, I hope he, if he's dealing with something, I hope he gets some help or if he just wants to go into the sunset and just be an actor and, and live with his wife man and chill he's accomplished everything he's a hall of famer he got to do ufc just chill man just don't just don't go around punching junk uh, jack perry anymore that's all i gotta say <laughs> you, <laughs> you got anything to say to that retire okay all right all right so with that being said Andrew, i think you have a uh your new segment here? Well, your segment here? You hit my theme we music? We do. We about to hit my theme music. Okay. All right. So, tonight, I want to talk about the hype man. Okay. Yeah. So, typically in rap music, the hype man, at least nowadays, he gets a real bad rap. They don't call <laughs> him a hype man no more. They call him a hanger on. They call him one of the many, one of the many people you that the rapper have on stage with him mm-hmm. while you're you rapping. So, yes, 
<laughs> like the whole ain't nobody coming to see him. We ain't come to see him. We came to see you. We ain't come to see you, Otis. Exactly. <laughs> came to see me. <laughs> we should call the group David Ruppet and the Temptations. Go ahead, Andrew. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I just them no. move bar for bar, bro. We can do this all night. No. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I do want to say is that like nowadays, hype men, they get a real bad rap for not really, not really contributing much of anything. But at one point in time, the hype man was an integral part of a performance. And some some hype men have gone on to have their own illustrious careers. People like Flavor Flav, for instance. Maybe not the best choice, but maybe um maybe y'all didn't know, or maybe some of the listeners didn't know, but Kendrick Lamar actually got his start as a um a hype man for J Rock. And then they well, kind of like, huh? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And then like within the whole little TDE black hippie camp, school Kendrick had Schoolboy Q come along and be his hype man. And then Schoolboy yep. Q paid it forward and he had Ab Soul be his hype man. And as you can see, they're all very talented in their own way. To bring it back to wrestling, who are, in y'all's opinions, who are some of the best hype men? And these don't necessarily have to be, these don't have to be people who went on to wrestle, who wrestled themselves, but they could be people who they helped make the wrestler. They, when you heard them coming and you saw, when you heard that hype man or you heard that manager and the wrestler was coming up, like you knew something was about to happen. Like you believed every word they said, you knew that wrestler was one bad you know what mm-hmm. like who was it or who helped build up their wrestler the way a hype man is supposed to build up their rapper y'all uh, got any thoughts I got like three off the top of my head Nick you want to go first yeah Jimmy Hart is one Okay, of course yeah that's one Paul Heyman is another of yeah. course and hmm I'll just go with them too. All right. All right. So there's nothing like Paul Heyman. Like the 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 reigning, undisputed, all that with Rain with, with Roman Reigns and Brock. And so that's yeah, he's definitely up there. But call me crazy. And I hate the fact that I'm not able to remember the gentleman's name, but the guy who would come out and I had I, I took two years of Spanish in high school. I should know some of the stuff he was saying. But the guy who would come out for Alberto Del Rio oh. <laughs> and, and he would only speak in Spanish while he's while he's going and then he'll just go into his name and just stretch out the Alberto. Like, that was dope to me. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and here's the controversial one. Oh. <laughs> go ahead. Enzo, man. Enzo. Ooh, that oh. is a that's a good one. That's Enzo. a perfect hype man. Yeah. He was terrible at wrestling. <laughs> Enzo, man. Like, that whole spiel bringing out Big Cass, and they were like, that was it. That was it. That whole thing. Like, that could work start, right now. But then they start solo at one point? They did. Yeah. I was just finna say. That makes sense. Yeah. I was just finna say, like, once they broke them up, and Big Cass didn't have Enzo to hype him up. I, it was, I'm not finna, nah. it was over. Nah. I was not going to lie. I did not care about him no more. Yeah, it was over. Yeah. It, even to this day, even now when he comes out now, he has it does nothing. He's in AW right now. It does nothing. Like, it does nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. Yeah. So, so yeah. okay. Those are some good choices. I Enzo completely just whoosh, slipped my mind. <laughs> True that. Same here. But yeah, um, these are I got some some unconventional ones, I guess okay. you could call it. But okay. I would say, I would say in the very beginning when it was just the three of them, I would say China with the Generation X, like okay. her just standing. Like sometimes with that, it because with wrestling is different. 
sometimes you don't necessarily have to say anything, but I do feel like China being in that role, it it not only did it help to elevate her, but it her being there for them the way she was, it made perfect sense. Yeah. Being the bodyguard, the security guard. Um, and then I'm shocked neither one of y'all said MVP. Maybe. I mean, right now with Omos, and I don't think this is MVP's fault. I think it's booking. I think it's the fact that they don't really know what to do with Omos. Mm-hmm. Like right now, with right now, I don't I don't think it's really working all that well. But MVP and Bobby Lashley in the Hurt business, that was gold. Yeah, that was pure gold. Pure gold. True Absolutely true. true. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And then Paul, I remember as a kid, Paul Bear, yeah, Paul Bear, yes, he made Undertaker seem way more scary than he actually was, and Undertaker was already pretty scary. <laughs> I, I dig that. Yeah, like just yeah, Paul Bear's voice and just his presentation. Yeah, I agree hundred percent. Yeah, like he was like they them two together was a, the whole package. I feel, and Man. yeah, and last but not least. And this one might be a little controversial. I don't know. But I would have to say Leo Rush with Bobby Lashley. You did start that Lashley chant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Brief. Yeah, that was good. That was in. Wait, no, because MVP was with Lashley at Impact and WWE. You're right. And then Leo Rush was when Lashley came back. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, Leo Rush really he did a good job hyping up Bobby. Yeah, that was what two years ago? Not two, nah, five years ago. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, it had been longer than two years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's four, four or five years ago. Yeah, because Leo got out of there pretty quickly after that. Whatever yeah. he did, something I forgot. But yeah, something nah, about that, that was a good one. Yeah. Oh, so some of wrestling's greatest hype men. I like it. I like. It. We could probably do a show about that one day. We, we, we could, back, yeah. We could come back to that. We need to come back to that one. Right. Write that down. We write that down. Yeah, yeah. Write that down. We gonna come back to that. That could be like we we bring all the homies on and, and go over that one more time. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, that's dope. Let's get into it. <laughs> so it's my match of the week, right? Correct. In your all right. Let's make this simple. Yeah, he's the topic of discussion. Um, since he's coming back, well. Since I, I'm saying he's coming back in November for a Survivor Series, CM Punk. Oh, Let's God. talk about <laughs> this. May have been my match of the week before, but it's just so fitting. Um, Punk Cena, Summer of Punk, when he wins the championship in Chicago, probably still one of the loudest ovations I have ever heard in my life. Um, the if if Cena wins, we riot. Uh, <laughs> posters <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I know they didn't start there. I know they, I think they started in the ECW. This part, like that. I would say that that'd be the second time. Yeah, right. but that was that was well. No, that's not true. Both times I thought that's possibly true. It, it, at the ECW arena, might have rioted if yeah, RVD that. didn't win that. Uh, but Punk Cena in at the, in Chicago. Uh, I think that was Money in the Bank. Yeah, it was Money in the Bank uh, for the championship. That was just it, wrestling gives us moments. Like say what you want to say about it, you know. But wrestling gives us moments that we'll never ever forget. We'll never forget Brock Lesnar breaking the streak. We'll never forget um, the Montreal screw job. We'll never forget the end of uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming on the Nitro. It's just certain stuff. It gives us moments. This is one of those moments that we will never forget. Punk wins the belt. Technically, he's out. He's not under contract. He has a shirt on that sold out. In minutes, that shirt was still hundreds of hundreds of dollars if you wanted to buy it on eBay to this day. Like, it, it was just a moment. And since we're speaking about the guy, let's talk about one of his better moments. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Punk versus Cena and Money in the Bank. That's my match of the week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, before we get out of here, do you guys have anything to say to the people? Do I have anything to say? I do. Say what you mean and mean what you say. That was authoritative. I like it. Stand on it. Gotta stand on it. All right, Nick, what you got? (sighs) All right. Um, What do I have to say to the people? 
Hmm. In the words of the great Dom Kennedy. Oh boy. Stop wearing LeBrons to the club. Some shit's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> and stop stop punching your coworkers, man. Like, let's just let's just let's just get back to that. Let's nobody punch a coworker for six months. Let's start with six months. And nah, 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 nah. I can't, I can't, I can't say six months because it's always fighting my job somehow, some way. Okay, I'm gonna pray for you and your job, dog. Uh, on that note, um, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, again, we, we appreciate everybody. We appreciate all the feedback. Appreciate all our listeners. Appreciate, appreciate um, just man, everything. Man, appreciate just having the opportunity to do this show when we get to talk about rest and have fun with the homies. Nick, you want to tell them about the match we're sponsoring? Oh yeah, coming up soon. Friday to be exact. Yep. We'll be sponsoring the match for Ruthless Lala. She has a big match, a very, very big match against Marcin. I'm sorry, against Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. Got a little tongue tied there. All these M's. Mm-hmm. And we're sponsoring our match. Um, we, will, we got we, we got the flyer. We put the flyer up, right? We'll put the flyer up soon. Yeah. You gotta send me send it to me tomorrow. Okay. And it's a great opportunity to show some respect and show how much we support Miss Rufus Lala and her big match on Friday. And is it streaming anywhere? It. It'll be streaming. I gotta get the link and everything. We're gonna have that set up so the people can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm gonna, gonna check that out. Check it out and She's going to get this big win, respectfully. Respectfully. She's going to show what that Larry do. <laughs> I feel bad for her already. Damn. And on, and on that note, again, thank you all for tuning in. And we are out. Bye. Retirement ain't so bad, CM Punk. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>